1: Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Today, we're going to be speaking to Jedediah Rodriguez. I I learned about Jedediah Rodriguez from his father who sent me an email sharing his story. And I was so inspired about it because I think um, what I've learned about Jedediah is throughout his experience with kidney disease, he hasn't ever, ever given up on his dreams and what he has wanted to do just professionally and his love of life. So I'm really excited to speak to Jedediah today. So welcome to the show.
0: Hi, um, thanks, thanks. for having me.
1: So, tell us a little bit um, about you know what you're doing now, because I think I want to start with the end in mind. And you love motocross, so tell us about your love for motocross and and what you've been doing.
0: Uh, well, currently I work for a professional race team for Rockstar Husqvarna Factory Racing. I'm a mechanic for the team, and uh, it just is something okay. I've always loved to do. I've ridden motorcycles since I was little and loved working on them. And now I get to have a career and, you know, working on motorcycles. So it's worked out pretty nice for me.
1: So how often do you travel?
0: I am on the road about 200 plus days a year.
1: Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I haven't actually shared this with um, listeners, but how long have you been transplanted?
0: Uh, Just over a year and a half now.
1: Okay, so you've been doing this through dialysis, through transplant, through everything.
0: Through, yeah, everything. I, I mean, I did a, I traveled to the East Coast every week for about nine weeks on dialysis and had my stuff, all my supplies and everything shipped there, flew with my dialysis machine. And so it's, it's been rough sometimes, but it's definitely been worth it.
1: Now, were you on home dialysis?
0: I was. Like, I was on, on Home TV. hemo? Home hemo? No, I was on uh, PD.
1: Oh, PD. So you're on PD. So they just shipped everything and you just said, hey, uh, to your boss, "Um, I just have to do a a few little treatments. Did they even know what was going on?
0: Oh, yeah. The whole team, my whole, the whole organization knew from the truck driver to the owner to every mechanic to all the riders, everybody knew what was, what was going on. Mm -hmm. It, It was good for me for them to know that that way there was no surprise if something was to ever happen.
1: Right. You know, that's an interesting point you bring up because I think a lot of people don't want to share that they have an illness. And I think if you don't, I mean, not like, you know, if you're out on a date, the first thing you say is, oh, I have kidney failure. You know, that's probably not the best opening line. But if you're around friends and family and people, they, they, they want to care about you. And if you're hiding such a big part of your life from them. Um, I, I mean, I, it must be feel very isolating because I know people who are like, well, I don't tell anybody at work I have an illness. And, and I'm thinking that must be a very lonely feeling because if something does happen or they don't understand why, you know, you're not um, choosing certain foods or you, you know, shy away from going out for pizza, um, they don't really understand why. and um, yeah. And then people get confused. So, Um, I think it's really important that, um, and very brave that you recognize that at such a young age.
0: (laughs) Yes, for me, it's definitely always been something that I've I've never tried to hide it because that's who I am and Mm I am the way I am because of it. Mm -hmm. And I like people to know, especially for me now traveling so much, because I'm not with my family and I'm with these guys, my second family. (laughs) all the time. So they need to know what's going on. That way they can be there to help me if I need help.
1: So tell us a little bit about when you learned you had kidney disease.
0: Um, Well, I was originally diagnosed when I was about five years old. Um, Original diagnosis was FSGS. I don't really remember a whole lot of specifics of back then. I just remember, you know, being on steroids and getting the edema and IVs all the time, and that's what I remember as a little kid having to deal with.
1: And then when you became a teenager, when did you have to
0: start dialysis? I actually didn't go on dialysis until I turned 27.
1: So you went a long time with just yes. managing your chronic kidney disease, and then when you were 27. So you'd already established your career as uh, working in motocross
0: prior yeah, to I that. Yeah, uh, I started doing this in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so about two years into it, two and a half years, I had to go on dialysis and, you know, everybody I've worked with so far has been really understanding of everything that's been going on.
1: And then when did you get to, did you get a living donor or did you get called for a transplant?
0: I did. I ended up being pretty fortunate in getting, getting a, a living donor. Uh, my cousin actually donated her kidney to me and it's, Something that you can never really repay someone for. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an amazing gift.
1: Did it work right away? What's your creatinine?
0: Uh, It is 1.2.
1: Oh, wow. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. My creatinine for probably 10, 15 years had been right around 3, 3.1, 3.2. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the week after I had my transplant is down to 1.1, 1. 1, 1. 1.2. I hadn't been at that level since I was probably five or six years old
1: (laughs) isn't it it's amazing it's amazing feeling did you feel much better did your team recognize that you had a lot more energy when you were transplanted
0: oh yeah i mean i (laughs) did it it's amazing how much you don't realize you don't feel good until you start feeling good again
1: the chronicity of the illness you know you just slowly feel bad and you it's like um it's hard to explain, but you accept your new reality and then you get transplanted and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't need a nap. Oh my goodness. I feel, you know, it it is, it's until you experience it, it's hard to explain because we just learn how to adapt. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: You're outside a lot. And as a transplant recipient myself, um, what do you do when you're, I mean, imagine you're in the sun. um, You got to remember to take your meds. And One of the goals of this interview is that you're young, you're pursuing your dreams. How do you remember to take care of yourself? Because I encounter a lot of people who just kind of don't take care of themselves because they think they're indestructible.
0: Uh, Yeah, it definitely has been a rough road for that. I've definitely been down the path of being like, I don't want to take my medicine. I don't need this. I'm good. And it definitely, it's, it's tough. It's, for anyone. It's tough. It, uh, you definitely have to get a good system in place and stick to it. And, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets.
1: It's, it's true. I mean, it's like, you know, you never forget to brush your teeth in the morning. If you can remember to take your meds at the same time, <laughs> and yeah. that's a, it's a great, great achievement.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: And what about being out in the sun? I mean, because you know, we ha- we take all these different medications, and I imagine your job requires you to be outside a lot.
0: Yeah, it does. It, it, I am outside quite a bit, three or four days a week. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to tell you I put sunscreen on every day, but it's hard sometimes. But I do. I definitely try to wear long sleeves, definitely cover my skin and protect myself while, while in the sun because, uh, you know, people with kidney disease on, some of the meds are definitely, we're at much higher risk for skin ailments from the sun, so.
1: I know it is.
0: just got to keep an eye on it and do the best you can. I mean, you can't do it all the time, unfortunately, but you got to try your hardest to do it as much as you can.
1: You know, one of the words of caution that, that I've learned over the years is I've seen so many people suffer as a result of not wearing um, sunscreen and it's just it's you know when you you hear that later on and they're like oh i wish i would have worn it more i wish i would have done this and it's you know it's sometimes hard because we have to pay the price of not taking care of ourselves or just forgetting because it's not really uh, you know not taking care of ourselves a lot of people worship the sun in the 70s and it was a thing to do and now they're paying the price for it they didn't know it was a um, something that wasn't good for them. So, um, well, uh, you know, I want to kind of wrap up the show a little bit about because, you know, I was impressed that you're, you know, you're young, you're living your dreams. And there are a lot of uh, people I encounter. I'm obviously a girl and I, I have kind of a more of a girl following because, you know, I got married mm-hmm. and I do proms and, you know, very girly. But yeah. um, I think a lot of times that there there aren't mentors for, for young men. And that was what I was hoping that this show would help, you know, encourage some mm-hmm. people. What advice would you tell somebody who might be in their early 20s, late 19, who, who's a guy who's trying to, you know, enter the dating world, they're trying to be fit in, they want to have a career, they might want to go to school. Um, any advice you can give them, Jedediah? I mean... I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> Uh just, I mean, it's just a hard question to answer. It, it, you just need to be true to yourself. I mean, the, for me, it's always been the disease is there, but it doesn't control me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life whether I had the disease or not, and it never stopped me from meeting people, doing the things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You can't... Let it hold you back.
1: And, and another subject, I mean, like, you know, in dating, do you, do you tell somebody you're dating? What has been your experience with, um, you know, you have a crush on somebody and you're like, oh my God, well, they like me. I mean, if they know I have an illness, well, I know all of those things go through your head. They've gone through my head. Um, yeah. How do you put them at bay?
0: I mean, for me, it's always been, I know, for me, it's different. I feel like it may be a little bit different because I'm so open about it. Mm-hmm. It's almost to the point where when meeting people, I try to keep it light and, and you know, full of humor with with showing people that I have a disease, you know. Don't make it serious because mm-hmm. you make it serious that people take it serious and treat you differently like, oh, they're sick. I can't do this. I can't do that because that's not how I want to be treated. I'm just as good as anybody else. Treat me like you treat anybody else.
1: Well, and people get their cue from you because um if you have a shame about your illness or if you're you know, like don't want to tell anybody, people pick up on that. And if you know, I met my husband, I was giving a speech about the importance of organ donation and he showed up in the audience and you know, that was over nineteen years ago. <laughs> and um and I you know, I never thought like Um, There's a a quote by Rita Rudner that she says, if I ever wanted to, you know, on a first date, if I ever wanted to get rid of somebody, I would just tell them all my health issues and they would leave skid marks. (coughs) And, it, you know, it is, it's a fine line because you want to, take your illness and share it and be comfortable with it but again you don't want it to always be the center of attention because it can be a little daunting and scaring when I was at a party last night and I was sharing my experience about they're like well did you get two kidneys transplanted and did you know I'm explaining it to them and I said look I didn't have any kidneys for 12 years and they still didn't get it and I said you know look I didn't pee for 12 years (laughs) Yeah. And then they started like it shocked them, but um you know it it also educated them at the same time that um and it was quite a, a an icebreaker for a party. I have to tell you that, but um, yeah. you know, sometimes you just have to make your point to get people to understand what what's you know, when they're curious and asking you about, did you get two kidneys? Yeah. Can you have one? You know, you know, all the different ones. so, um, well, I think it's really uh, wonderful that you're out there. And what's your next plans for the next couple of months? Where are you traveling to? Uh,
0: the first few months of the new year, I'll be locally in Southern California. But then we're uh, traveling to Texas, Atlanta, Florida, Indiana, a little bit of everywhere.
1: If people want to see the team and they might even catch you um, on on fixing the bikes, where could they tune in?
0: Um just watch the AMA Supercross series and the MX Sports Outdoor Nationals uh-huh. and you'll see our team.
1: And will we maybe get a glimpse of you fixing the bikes?
0: Uh definitely there'll be uh definitely opportunities to see me on on the TV working on bikes, talking to riders.
1: So so how often do you ride motor motorbikes?
0: Um well, as often as I can right now I've mm-hmm. been riding almost every weekend. Mhm. Um, Do you take precautions
1: about your transplant?
0: I definitely do. I just, I go out there and have fun. I don't try to push it. It's just about enjoying riding the motorcycle.
1: Well, it is. It's like you said, it's who you are and you can't change who you are, but you kind of modify to take care of yourself, but you still have to live your life. Exactly. Well, well, thank you, Jedediah. Um, I think it's exciting that you've just never let anything stop you. You've taken your dialysis on the road to keep your job and your love of your career. And um, it is. You're living life to the fullest. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on TV.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's it's been nice. Hopefully I can inspire some people to live their life to the fullest and not let the disease hold them back from anything.
1: That sounds wonderful. Well, thank you, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. I think we have you coming up to an event or something. So see you then.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.